0: Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Pastor Derek Dunn, lead pastor of Alive Church, Orange County. To find out more about Alive Church or Pastor Derek, please visit alivechurchoc.org or derekdunn.org. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platform at Alive Church OC or DerekDunnOC. And as we come to the end of the year, it's important for us to really examine ourselves. Uh, As a church where we're at, uh, as a community, and also prepare ourselves. We're gonna enjoy the holidays. We're gonna enjoy, have a great Thanksgiving, great Christmas. But more than that, and just getting distracted and just in the hustle and bustle of the season, it's important for us to end the year well. And how we end and and how we position ourselves will also determine how we enter in 2024. And so we're gonna kind of be in that. So today, the title of my message is called Building Together. Tell your neighbor, say, let's build together. Because really that's what it's about. Susan, myself, we're not just building this church ourselves. We're not just trying to build a name. You know, many of you know our story. We came from a mega church, 32,000 people, uh, you know, and and, and we had, uh, you know, traveled to 67 nations. I've traveled a bit more since then, since we've been uh, back in the U.S. But we're not here to build a name for ourselves. We're here to build the kingdom of God. Um, but it's not just about us building, but it's about a people. Whenever God calls a leader, uh, he calls a leader, gives them a vision. God works through a man, through a woman. People say, God's not you using a man or woman anymore. That's ridiculous. He has. That's how God does it. But it's not just one man or a woman. It's a people coming together. Yeah. And so God still has leaders. He has the five-fold ministry that he puts in the church. But it's equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, that we come together, as we learned last week, and see people doing it. And phenomenal. Chris, man, that was powerful, man. I added a, an extra zero today. Come on in. And, and gave me, like, you know, I was moved, man, and wasn't expecting that. And I just love it. And we got great preachers. When we're away, the church is growing. We're away in Europe this year. We were traveling. I was in, you know, Australia. I was in Asia. We were in South America. And uh, the church is still going strong. Came back, met new people uh, that just got baptized in Bible study, signed up for Bible school, and the kingdom of God goes on. It's not, no no one is indispensable but Jesus And so uh, whether we're here and and we're still here, God hasn't released us, we're still going to pastor and do what we're called to do. But it's great to see everyone coming up and and beginning to do it and, and rising up in their strength zone. That's what the church is about. It's about building together. And Jesus said he's building his church. In Matthew 16, verse 18, he said, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, what, the rock of revelation? The rock of of, of spirit and and inspired revelation. Peter had a revelation. Jesus said, Who do men say that I am? And And he said, Who do you say that I am? He said, You are the Son of the living God. He said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven so the Holy Spirit revealed, and Peter was quickened to know that, that he was the Messiah. And so he said, on this rock, I will build my church on Revelation. And he says, and the gates of Hades will not prevail. So God is building the church. Amen. He didn't say, I'm building a charity. Yeah. He didn't say, I'm building a Bible school. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't say, I'm building, you know, a, a, an orphanage. Are all those things bad? No. But, but he said, I'm building the church. And so the church is called to be a city on a hill. God's idea is for the local church. And so the church is like a city on a hill. When I traveled in Europe, and I love it because the Bible comes alive. Because the Bible is an Eastern book. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. We like to redo it through our Western and kind of water it down and change it up. But you, if you really want to understand the Bible, you got to understand it was written to the Jews. It was written in Greek. It was written in Hebrew, translated in Aramaic. And so the culture is there. And so in every city we would go to, we were in Spain. I went to France. I've been to Rome, Italy. And when you go there, the church is on the highest hill in the city. Yeah. Every single city. You look. You don't need to pretend where the church. You look up, up on the highest hill, they build the church. So everybody knows that's the place. And so the church is a city of refuge. The church is a place people can come when they're running and people after them trying to kill them. They can come to the city of refuge. It was a place of protection. It's a place of healing. When David was running, what did he do? He went and he got food and bread in the temple of that time. And so that's God's idea that we are put on the map. God's building his church. It's not just a locality, even though that's important. But it's a people that are coming together as br- brothers and sisters in the house. I love what Pastor Susan said on Friday uh, in the Thanksgiving about finding your tribe. Yeah. Are we the only church that's doing something for God? Of course not. Yeah. We are a church in the church. Yeah. But how many of you know you're not just a part of the family called the human race? Yeah. Yeah. You got a family. It might be imperfect, but you know, you're going to see some people at Thanksgiving, some of them you love and some of them you tolerate. Yeah. But you only got one family. And so we all have a family. God has determined that. And so what is the church? It's our spiritual family that we come together in one vision, in like and precious faith. And God is building that church to have a role. Why are we here in Elisa Viejo? Because God's given us a role. Why are we here in Orange County? We could go to any place in the world. I mean, we came here uh, and, and, you know, nobody was here yet. But we came in here because we had a word from God. We came in here and we bought the equipment. We bought the chairs when nobody was here. And then people just showed up. Are you here? Yeah. And we could have done that anywhere, but why are we here? Because God has given us a mandate. God has given us a specific duty to do. And as we come together, it's like in precious faith. What did God speak to us? He said, redig the wells that are here. Yeah. And you heard me preach on this, and we don't have a lot of time. I'm gonna try to end and, and get out. But but what is it? It's redigging the wells because we are in a place, you guys are in a place where there was revival. We look at Melody Land Christian Center was here. It had the, well, the largest Bible school and, and all the way up from elementary, from kindergarten, excuse me, all the way up preschool, all the way up to college, training people. Catherine Kuhlman would come. There were signs and wonders. There were, there were churches here in the thousands, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, prophesying churches, yes. casting out demons. You should get excited about that. Yes. That's called the Great Commission. Someone's like, but what's happened? Because the territory's changed. Are you here? Now we do cookie cutter Christianity, get them in, assembly Christianity, get them in 45 minutes. If it goes beyond 50, people start walking out, every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody walking around and getting to lunch. Come on. But that's not the church. Come on, the church, we're, we're united in the purpose of God. And we need to re this as well because there's a move of God. I was listening to the prophecies that, that, that we've had concerning a live church and, and I was listening to Cindy Jacobs. She said the Jesus movement is coming to Orange County. Come on, we better get ready. She said there's gonna be signs and wonders in the house. She said there's this will be a center where nations will come, prophets will come from all the nations here to be a part of what God's doing here. And it'll be such a move of the spirit. You gotta take a number to prophesy because everybody's hearing from God. Come on. And that's what we're called to do. Well, I don't like that. I don't want to, you know, but but I don't want the move of God. You're in the wrong church. Are you here? We love you. But come on, you just want a cookie cutter Christianity and get in and get out and never hear the word and just hear two stories and a poem. Jesus loves you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to serve. Just do anything. Jesus exists for you and you don't exist to serve him. You're in the wrong house because we preach the word of God. And the Bible says, and my Bible says, that God gave His life for us. Jesus said He surrendered His life for us, and salvation is free, but it costs us everything. Because for Him to be Lord, it means He's master. It means we're not living our life on our own, but we're putting Him first in our life, seeking first the kingdom of God. We're not just about building our house, but we're building God's house. Are you here? Come on. That's the church. Some of us are shocked. Really? That's what it's about? I just thought God loves me, wants to make me happy. Not in the Bible. God is not interested because you don't know what's going to make you happy anyway. Yeah. That's right. You prayed for that relationship and it didn't make you happy. It brought you a lot of heartache. Yeah. We can pray for all the things and we're, we're living our life and we can be no different than the world right. yeah. because all we're doing is pursuing money, pursuing fortune, pursuing fame, mm-hmm. but we like community, but you can join a gym oh, right. and have a community. Yeah. You can go join a golf club and have a community. Nothing against golf. Patrick, we love you. I like golf too. But come on, it's not about that. It's not just about us existing for us. It's about us having a mandate, and we're coming together to build the church of the living God. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a shout. Amen? If that doesn't move your heart, then you need to get saved. And we'll give you the opportunity to do that today. Amen? But if you are in love with Jesus you're wanting to pursue what he's excited about. And God will take care of us. If we build this house, he'll build our house. I started out as a 21-year-old, you know, green behind the ears, but trusted God in the nation. And God is taking care of me. I am blessed. Yes. Are you here? Yes. I stand here today not because you're paying me. You can't hire me. And you can't fire me because I take nothing from you. And God takes care of me. Are you here? Amen. And so we're here because we're on a mission. And so the ecclesia is what the church is, it's called it means called being called out. Call out what? Out of the world, but we're called out to be called in. Yeah. So we come out of the world and we come in and we get saved and we get transformed and we learn the word and we learn the value systems of God and we get filled with the spirit. We get f- spirit empowered. Yeah. We learn about the fruit of the spirit and we're being developed. So what God can send us back out into the world. He said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. And we, we know this. What does it mean to go in the world? Meaning in, our, in a place of education, in a place of government. We need Jesus in government. Hello. Yeah. We, we, we need to be in arts and entertainment and media and all these things. Quit complaining about the world. What's the problem from the world? The church isn't doing its job. Yeah. Don't, don't blame the devil. The devil is not all powerful. The devil is just a demon. It's a fallen angel. He's not God. And we put, oh, it's the devil. Said devil. No, the absence of the church, the absence of salt and light is the problem in our world. And we want darkness to be driven out. What do you got to do? Turn on the light. Oh, I'm so afraid of the darkness. Turn on the light. and Drive out the darkness. That's the church. And God is with us. Every place that our feet shall tread, we have dominion. And we go not with arrogance. We go with love. But we know the truth. And we know the truth will set people free. And we live in a world that's confusing. People don't even know if they're a man, a woman, or a cat. You're like, oh, that's not very nice. Talk to Patsy. She's in high school. It's true. They put litter boxes in school bathrooms because people think they're cats. True story. It's very sad. People think, are you a cat? You're not a cat. You're made in the image of God, both male and female, with a purpose. And oh, I'm gonna pull my kids out of school. I'm gonna no, we need to get on the school boards and vote out all these crazy people yeah. with their agendas. Come on, we're the church, it's time to take back. The early church went in a place where they said, You can't preach. Don't talk about Jesus and said, Woe am I if I don't preach the gospel and they transformed the whole city, they tore down the idols and they built churches. Come on, that's the church. Well, I don't like that. I just want to be nice and sweet. Jesus said I came with a sword. Yes. And come on, we love people, and, but, but we're not compromising. It's, we need to get in and start stop the insanity. Yes. You want to know about marriage? The Bible teaches you. You want to learn about sex? The Bible teaches you how sex should be in a healthy way. Read Song of Solomon. Come on. The Bible teaches us about money and how to prosper. Every area we need about authority and how it works. And we need to get back to the Word of God. Well, I don't want your Bible. I don't want your Christian. I'm a voting citizen. I pay my taxes and I have as much, much right to speak my mind as you do. Are you here? What you do in your home and you want to be crazy in your home, that's between you and Jesus. I'm not your Savior. I'm not your judge. But don't put it in my face in my home and try to tell me this is the way it has to be. Come on. We, 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 need to, we need to get with it. and Oh, that's not nice. We just need to be sweet little Christians. Come on, read the Bible. Look at the book of Acts. Yes. They cried out, and God filled them, and they went out with boldness, laying hands on people, casting out yes. demons, moving in the power of God, and it made people so mad they gnashed their teeth yeah. because they couldn't stop the move of God. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, I don't believe there's demons. Well, come on, let's cast one out. When it manifests, what's that screaming in a man's voice, and you're a woman? That's called A demon. Well, I don't believe in healing. Well, let's start doing some miracles. Well, I don't believe that's for today. It's cessationism, and God's not power. He turned off the power. The early church had power, and he turned off the power, and the Holy Spirit's not for today. What kind of God would do that for his children? He says, I don't leave you like orphans, and that was for the early church, and now we're all orphans. Please come, Jesus, soon, and oh, the antichrist is alive in the world, and we're hiding out in the church. Please. That's not the church. He's coming back for a glorified church without spot or wrinkle that's taking on his stature, the nature, the fullness of God. But let's evaluate the strength of our church. Where are we at? 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 says, examine yourselves. That's your job. To see whether you are in the faith. What does that mean? He's talking to a Christian. Some people that think they're Christians are not Christians. Come on, you can bark, but that don't make you a dog. You can meow, but that don't make you a cat. You can do your business in a litter box, but you're not a cat. Your DNA determines who you are. And what is that? The fruit of your life. You can dress up like you want to, but it's in your DNA. What's the DNA of the church? It's a people of faith. He says, do you realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. What is the test? The Bible talks about the wheat and the tares growing together. They both look the same. Yeah. They both speak the, the, the language. They speak Christianese. But one has fruit. One has power. One has life. And the other just has a form of godliness, but there's no power. And Paul told Timothy that would be the last days. And I love it in the message translation. Come on, it's the modern translation. And it gets right to the point. It says, test yourself to make sure you're solid in the faith. Right. Don't drift along. Taking everything for granted. Give yourself regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. Yeah. Test it out. And if you fail the test, do something about it. Yeah. Come on, that's not a negative thing in some areas. Maybe I pass. In other areas, I'm failing. But what do I need to do? The power is in me to change it because whosoever will will begin to change and apply the Word of God. It will work for them. Well, I'm not prospering. Well, take a test. Why aren't you prospering? Because you don't honor God. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Well, I'm just believing God's going to bless me. He ain't going to bless you. What goes up must come yeah. That's a law. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. You give and it will be? Yeah. If you don't give, so don't get angry with God. Yeah. Well, my relationships are a mess. God set the order for relationship. You don't have sex on the first day. Yeah. And you're not married. Can we be real? Yes. Why are we, well, all the things we want, because we're not living right. We're not applying the word of God. And now you wonder why the woman's so insecure. Because you're treating her as your wife, but you didn't put a ring on it, and there's no commitment. Oh. Everything was okay until, exactly, because you broke the, the, the way that God has done it. And God made women to give themselves to a man who will protect them and be in a covenant with them. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor Derek. Well, we live in a modern world. Yes, that's the problem with our mess. In the church, the divorce statistics are the same. Are you here? And we love you, want to help you, but come on, let's not have unwed pregnancies or have people going out and doing what the world is doing and taking life because we're not willing to be responsible. And we call it birth control. That's not birth control. Are you here? It's murdering a child with a heartbeat. Are you here? Yes. And, and we love people. If you've been through that, God loves you. I'm not here to condemn anyone, but let's start doing things right. Let's not come to the church, and our divorce rate is the same as the world. Our unwed pregnancy is the same as the world. Abortion's rampant in the church, just like it is in the world. And what is the what do we have to offer the world? Yes. We've lost our flavor, we've lost our light. Yes. We need to pass the test. Yes. Three kinds of people you're gonna find in every church. Number one, they're the workers. How many workers we got out there? Come on. <laughs> the workers. Those are the people that are what? Yielded to God's will. Yeah. They're building the church. They, they want to see his kingdom come, As will be done. They're involved. Yes. They're compassionate for those that are in need. They're accountable to others. They're committed to the task of God. They're committed to give the vision. Are you here? We're working. What are we working for the harvest? If if, if we're not uncomfortable in sin in the house of God and we have the the words a mirror in our life and we're not looking. Come on, if I got something in my teeth, I want to know. I remember eating spinach. You got something in your teeth. Thank God for my wife. She's like. Because I want to walk around smiling with spinach and be on TV with thousands of people watching me. I got spinach in my teeth. Thank God somebody tells me you need to fix that. I love what Melissa said. You can go for a deep cleaning, but you still got to brush your teeth and floss. That's our part. God did a deep cleaning. But what are we doing? Are you here? And so there's, we got to be the worker. Those that are involved, those that are committed, those that are willing to sacrifice. Is it, is it always easy? No. That's why we're a family. We need each other to encourage us on. But we're not just a family. We're an army. The Bible says when you're a soldier, don't get entangled in civilian life. Do we do, are we in the world and we, we, do we function in the world? Yes, but don't get entangled. Right. Well, I don't want Jesus to come. I, I still, uh, you know, I want three kids and a cat or three kids and a dog. And I want this, I want this. No. If that's where our heart is, something's wrong. Yeah. If we're living for the, the world, what does the Bible say? You gain the whole world and you lose your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying God will bless us, but the blessing is not our focus. Our focus is the blesser. They're the workers. Number two, they're the shirkers. What's a shirker? You know, those that shirk their responsibility, they shirk their duty. And many of you were like, it went over your head. So, Ariana told me, put a definition, Pastor. So, she put a definition for us. All right. What are the shirkers? Those who deliberately avoid work or duty. Come on, those are the ones when the check comes, they always have to go to the bathroom. Come on, when, when it's time to clean up after the party, oh, I got to work tomorrow. We all got to work tomorrow. Are you here? Yeah. Those that, they, they, you know, that we shirk, you can fill in the blanks. We shirk our responsibility. We're always finding an excuse. Well, it's, you know, it's okay. I don't need to give because God knows I'm tight this month. God knows I can't afford to give. It's okay. God knows we love each other. It's okay. And what do we do? We excuse ourselves according to the word of God. We shirk responsibility. Come on. It's like the person, you invited them over for dinner. You cook, but they don't show up. Yeah. And then they ghost you. Come on, you want to be my friend? You ain't going to be ghosting me. Some of them will never happen because I ain't got time to waste with people who can't show up. Yeah. But we live in a world that's the way it is. we're friends, but like we don't show up. People, I know people friend, meet for coffee and sitting there waiting for an hour texting them. The friend doesn't show up. I'd be like, we need to evaluate our friendship. We shirk things, and we don't want to take responsibility. What does it mean? We're slightly yielded to God's will when it's convenient. We're involved in the task if it's exciting, and we feel like it. We're compassionate to those in need when it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, and there's a program. We're we're, we're committed to, to the task when it's beneficial for us, we're supportive of the vision when we're emotionally moved. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. And these are the ones where it's a half hearted involvement based on how we feel or what we think at that time or the pressure that's there. Can you say amen? Yeah. And then there's the onlookers. We have the workers, the shirkers, the onlookers. Well, who are the onlookers? They're just spectators. They're just consumers. And why are people just onlookers? Because of fear. Wow. They fear losing control. Really, what's the issue? I can't trust God with my relationship. Is God really my matchmaker? Is Jesus really building the church? Is Jesus really my provider, my Jehovah Jireh? Hmm. Fill in the blood. Is he really my healer? Is he, is he my source? Is he the I am? Is he the one first in my life? If not because of fear, what? Well, I don't want to lose control. Yeah. Because of fear... I don't want to lose intention or influence. Oh, you know, if I put, give too much time in God, well, my studies will suffer. Oh, if I give too much with God, my business is going to suffer. Are you kidding me? What kind of God do we serve? Are you here? We need to know that God is a God that wants to bless us. And he says if he's given us his son, how much more will he freely not give us all things? But he's not going to give us things if it's going to take our heart away from him. Yes. We talk about, I love my kids, but I'm not going to give them something that's going to harm them. Come on, I don't give a five-year-old a pistol because he might get angry with his sister and there's real bullets inside. Are you here? I don't give them keys to a car because they don't have maturity. God's waiting on our maturity, but he's not going to give us something that's going to take our heart away from him. So we have the on just because of fear, their, their fear of losing their finances, fear of their education. Fear. But if you put God first, he said all the things you have need of will be added to you. Come on. We've got young people serving God in our church, and my kids, you know, serving God in church, and they're in connect group, and they're in, you know, services, and they're serving most, time, most of the month, they're serving one, one time off, three times a month, but they're all getting straight A students, yeah. all loving God. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. And I, I say that them. it's not just about us, but they've learned the ways of God, and as they honor God, God will honor them. Yeah. But what do we do if we put, we can put our, our sports above God, we put our education above God, we put our job above God, and what are we teaching our children? Yeah. That's right. Come on. 70% of kids backslide in college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. wow. Is our kids, are your kids going to be one of them? Because if they break out of community, they get out of the habit of meeting together. Guess what's going to happen? They're just living for the world and for the success of this world. And then we think we're gonna, they're going to honor Jesus. Come on. If you start eating junk food, you get accustomed to junk food and that's all you want. Yes. Yes. Are you here? Yeah. We, we, we need to put things in the right perspective, train our kids on the way we can go. But again, are we leading by example? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are we following the word of God? Come on, let's not be shirkers. Let's not be onlookers. Come on. In, 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 in a live church, let's all be workers. Come on. Let's all be workers. Let's all be workers. Because God is looking for workers. The Harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And in our lives, maybe there's areas that, in one area we're doing it, but in other areas we're, we're onlookers. We're spectators. Let's grow in our faith. Evaluate ourselves. And make a shift so as we enter in 2024, come on, we enter into the abundance that God has for us. I put this up, and you've heard me teach this before, but you become a Christian by committing yourself to Christ. But you can only become a member by committing yourself to other Christians. And we do that in the local church. What is Christianity? Being a Christian is I've committed myself to Christ. But, but what does it mean to be a member of the body? You've got to commit yourself to the local body. You've got to commit yourself to the church, the lower sea. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. You can't fulfill the commandments in the Word of God if you're not in the local church. Yeah. And we, we change our theology. Well, I just it's just me and Jesus. and Who's your pastor, Jesus? Who's the associate, the Holy Spirit? That's not scriptural. We need to be there because guess what? When you're on your own, you think everything's all right. That's right. You got no problems. But come on, how many of you when you get around people, iron sharpens iron. and Sometimes it's a little hot. Sometimes there's some sparks. But what happens? We grow. Come on. When you get married, Susan's priestess, you want to be more like Jesus. When you get married, you learn to be more like Jesus. Patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering sometimes. Come on, they sure come out looking beautiful, but come on, sometimes you got to wait for it. Amen? Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. And sometimes the women are waiting on the men. But, but we're different. We're coming together. But, but what are we doing? We're growing to be more like Jesus. Why don't people commit? One, because they lack vision. Yeah. They don't see the vision. They don't see the potential. What is God's vision for you? What, what keeps us going? It's the vision God has for this house. Are you here? Secondly, they don't have a desire to grow. They're complacent. Yeah. We're just moving along, just trying to keep things going, trying to keep the plates spinning. Come on, God doesn't cause us to just survive. He caused us to thrive. Yeah. People refuse to let go of their past. And some things we've learned wrongly. Some, how, many of you grew up, how many of you grew up in a home and you learned some wrong things? Yeah. Come on, we all did. Come on. Yeah. We need to learn some things. How many of you know some of us attended some churches and we learned some wrong things? We learn some wrong behaviors. Yeah. Not to be critical. Yeah. No church is perfect. But we need to unlearn things sometimes. We sometimes like to sit back. Here I am, Lord. Send Troy. Here I am, Lord. Let Sean do it. Give him the burden. Yeah. But what does the Bible say? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Yeah. Come on. Many people sometimes it's just because they're lazy. Because we live in a consumer culture where it's gimme give gimme give I want it and I want it now and I want it yesterday and I mean even the microwave three minutes is too long I put my coffee in there the other day it took three minutes it should have just taken two yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and that's how we are we want it but, but, but growth doesn't happen that way yes. come on I've been on a diet I'm looking good right I mean praise the Lord I mean, but, but thank you for your encouragement but come on I I dieted one day. I got the next day and said, hey, baby, look, I'm looking skinnier. She just smiled at me. Come on, I went through a week. It was hell. Hey, come on. I went in, I asked Stephen, I said, do I'm looking better? He said, your face looks a little better. I'm trying to get it from the face down here. Come on. Come on, are you here? But we want it, it doesn't work. I want to pop that pill, that thing online, just take that product and come on, you're gonna lose 50 pounds in three weeks. That's not even healthy. Uh, right, right. And it don't work, all you're doing is spending money. There's no accountability. We gotta unlearn things. Come on, we gotta not be lazy. And sometimes people are just blinded by the, the enemy. Because again, what is the issue? Do we trust God? Adam and Eve didn't trust God, that was the problem. The enemy came and said, if you do this, God's trying to hold you back. You're going to be like God. They already had everything. They were already made in the image of God. But they were blinded by Satan. Come on. Are you a worker? Are you a shirker? Are you an onlooker? As we move into the end of this year, come on, let's be those that are on fire for the Lord. Let's be those that, that want to work, be workers in the kingdom of God, that position ourselves, and we're working the word of God. We're not just hearers of the word of God, but we're being doers of the word of God. And our labor is not in vain. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Sometimes in building, it, it's, it, our labor, you know, we're, it, we can get tired. But let's examine ourselves and get refreshed because when you look at the vision, come on, there's a prize. We look at David, and he went and slayed Goliath, but there was a prize. He got to marry the pretty girl. Yes. Saul said, whoever slays Goliath is going to get my wife, get my daughter. You know, whoever slays Goliath, there's going to be reward. Come on. He, don't, don't be so so spiritual. Was like, oh, I don't want anything. No, there's a blessing. We're doing it because as we honor God, God will honor us. There's because, come on, we know that we're going to be blessed if we build our house right. When the storms come, our house is on the, on the rock. It's not going to fall down. Yeah. I know I skipped a lot, Chorus Board, but we're going to end here. Revelations 22 and verse 12. It says, behold, Jesus said, I'm coming quickly. And he says, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to their work. We're saved by grace, friends. You can't earn salvation. But we're rewarded according to our works. When Jesus comes, he said, well, he still find faith in the earth. When Jesus comes, he marveled at their unbelief. Last week, you know, I think it was Yvonne preached, it hit me. I marvel at people's unbelief sometimes. Yeah. How they can hear the word over and over and still not trust God. That's right. He marveled at their unbelief. But friends, there's a reward that's coming. When Jesus comes back, he's not judging us. If you're in Christ... You're judged not guilty when you receive him. He looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. We're saved. We can't earn our salvation, but he wants to work in us. Yeah. There's still some areas we're not looking like Jesus. Yeah. Don't look around, look at yourself. Yeah. I look at myself. There's still areas God's working on me. I'm not there yet. I haven't attained the stature, the nature, the fullness of Christ. But that's okay. There's grace for that, but we still got to do the work. Yeah. It's not automatic. Orange County's not gonna be one by itself. Yes. Come on. We, we 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 gotta be workers. How many of us are workers in the harvest field? That's how we're gonna see our city saved. Let me tell you, our new building is not gonna be paid for itself. Come on. We want a building God prophesied over us, it's gonna cost four to five million dollars. That's a lot of money. But Cindy Jacobs said God did it in Singapore. He can do it in Orange County. Come on. We built a $120 million building. It's much more expensive there. Are you here? But if God did it's not about whether God can do it. Who's going to believe God? But guess what? How, how is He going to do it? Through you. You got to be a worker. Come on. Well, I'm just sitting home praying all the time. Get a job prosper. I I prosper. I have three businesses. Why? Because I want to prosper the kingdom. When God says do something, you know, I don't want to be trying to raise money with people. I just write the check. But God doesn't just want a few people doing that. He wants us all to be able to do that. We're stewards of God. You don't need to be a steward if you got nothing. Are you a steward of the gift of God? I have invitations all the time. I just got invitations in Asia. People heard I'm coming in June. They're like, can you come here? I don't have enough time to go everywhere. I got to pray. God, where do you want me to go? It's not about praying for an invitation. Where where do you want me to go? Is it Indonesia? Is it Malaysia? Is it Taiwan? Is it is it Thailand? I mean, I only have a fraternal several weeks. I got I can't be away. I got a family. I got a church. I got work. I can't be gone for three months. But I could. But I gotta pray. It's not about the opportunity. When you have it, I gotta be a steward of the gift of God. I gotta be steward of my time. Are you here? I gotta be a steward of my finances. What's the, but if you got nothing and you're not in demand? A poor person doesn't need to be a steward of anything. They got nothing. Are you here? But God wants us to prosper and, and be in health. And every year we prosper. I'm a steward of my relationship with my wife. I'm a steward with my children. I'm a steward of everything I have. It belongs to God. But God rewards us according to our stewardship. He said, my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. If Jesus came tonight, what would our reward be? Would we have a reward? Have we been faithful? Have we been chasing mammon? Or have we been chasing God? Have we been chasing relationship? Chasing God? Have we been living in fear? Or have we been living in faith? Are you here? And he still loves us regardless, but the reward is conditional to our obedience. And that's not preached. Well, I just have faith. I just, God's going to bless everybody the same. He's not a respecter of persons. You're twisting the scripture. Jesus said, according to your faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. He said, faith without works is non-existent. Don't fool yourself. Are you in the faith? Examine. Faith has works. Come on. And we're a church. We're a serving church. But come on. Let's not let's just have it be 20% of us serving. Let's have more people. We're doing a drama. And I told Samuel, I want new people. I don't want just Chris and samuel and same people doing the same thing all the time it's like we're, it's like that movie you watch the movie and you got the bell man and he's wearing one hat and you go in and he changes his, his robe and he's at the front desk and he changes back the bell and then you order room service and he's there doing room service and then he comes it's one person doing everything that is not the church yeah. Come on, it's us raising us up, raising up people. Come on, we got people. I love it. We're raising up preachers. We're raising up children's church. We're raising up creatives in the media department. God said, Cindy Jacob prophesied, we're going to have YouTube millionaires in our church. Come on. Come on. Get a YouTube account. I'm like, I'm trying anyway. I'll take that. Because we need millions for the kingdom of God. If some 14-year-old can do it. Why not me? Lay shared in the, the offering about the, the Satanist that got saved and got baptized, and she's a multimillionaire from her YouTube channel. Come on, if some 12-year-old can do it, why not you? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, why not you? Let us be like those that were in Nehemiah's day. It wasn't just about a leader. It's not just about our parents. You can't have legacy just because you have a good mom and a dad. You got to raise up good children. You got to raise up grandchildren. You got to raise up grand great children. That's your legacy. So even when you die, it continues through your children and your children's children. Come on. Yeah. Nehemiah 2, verse 18. Nehemiah says, I told them of the hand of my God that was good to me. God had given him a burden, He had favored the king's word. He spoke to him, He empowered him. And what did they say? They said, Let us, arise and build. And they strengthen their hands for the good work. It wasn't just a superhero. It wasn't just Nehemiah. Look at the great leader. He was a great leader. But what caused the work to be done? It was more than one person could do. Come on, the challenges we're facing, it's more than Pastor Susan and I can do or just a few of us can do. We need you. God needs you. I love what Samuel said. Be the donkey he can ride on. Come on, if God can use a donkey, he can use you. Say God, I'm okay. God, God, I'm willing, and I'm obedient to whatever He says. They said, "Let us rise up and build." What's going to cause a live church to be great? What's going to cause us to move into the future where we rise up a people that say, "Let us do it together." Come on, let's grow old together. Let's prosper together. Let's serve together. Let's cast out demons together. Come on, let's let's raise up preachers. Let's do everything we can to make our world a better place. And you can go places I can't go. I'm not going to work with you on Monday. I'm not going to your family for Thanksgiving. I'm going to Pastor Troy's house. Are you here? (laughs) I can't be... But you can be places that the person on your left or right can't do. And what? We're extensions of the body. Each and every one of us doing it. And come on, that's how we're going to change our world for Jesus. We're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. Walking according to his word. Not condemning, not be, but walking in love. Speaking the truth in love. And as they know the truth, come on, the truth will set them free. Give the Lord another shout. Amen. Come on, let's all stand on our feet. Come on. Come on, let's just begin to renew our commitment to the Lord. Maybe... We just need to have a reminder today not to grow weary and well-doing today but maybe there's some areas of our life where where we need to surrender where we're not fully submitted we're not fully surrendered we're, we're, we're an onlooker we're being a spectator or we're shirking the responsibility how many more sermons do we need to hear how many more messages do we need to hear before we make a change let's not let our heart get dull and we miss out on the opportunity because we harden our heart to God who's speaking because the Holy Spirit will not always strive with us. Eventually, he'll release us and go find somebody else. Catherine Gullman said she was not God's first choice. There were three other men that the Lord came to. But she said yes. Come on, if God's called us to be a man in our home, don't shirk the responsibility to your wife. Come on. If God's called you to, to, to make a difference in the marketplace, don't shirk your responsibility. If God's gifted you in the house, Come on, the house is lacking if you're not doing what God has called you to do. Come on, come on, let's renew our commitment to the Lord this morning. Let's renew our commitment as we come in this time of thanksgiving, as we come into the end of this year. Jesus, we want to end the year strong. We want to end the year, God, fully committed to you, not being distracted, not getting caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. But Lord, we say, God, we want you We want you to be lifted up, Jesus. We want you to be lifted up in Orange County, God, where you placed us, here in Elisa Viejo, God, in our workplace, in the marketplace, in our schools, in our families, everywhere that we go, that the light of Christ would shine through us, that your glory would be upon us. And with signs and wonders, we preach the gospel and bring the reality of who you are. That our family would be blessed. Our marriages would be blessed. Our relationships would be blessed. Our children would be blessed. Our finances would be blessed. That we'll be stewards of great things. And that the reward is not just in this life, but in the life to come. As we stand before you, we long to hear the words, Well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord that I have prepared for you. That we hear you say, thank you for sacrificing. Thank you for preaching. Thank you for going when no one else would go. Thank you for giving. Great will be our reward. Jesus, you are our master. Jesus, we put our heart on you. We glorify you. Take that place in our life today. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. If you know there's areas that you need to make him Lord in today. Or maybe you've never surrendered. You've never given your life to Jesus today open your heart and say Jesus I receive you in my life thank you for saving me but you didn't save me just from something you saved me for something and Jesus be the Lord be the master of my life that you would take control that I'd be a steward of all things and as I'm faithful with the little you'll cause me to be faithful of Lord much. I surrender to you, Jesus. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Come on, just tell him. I surrender to you, Jesus. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. You're watching online. Tell him, I surrender today, Jesus. No turning back. We surrender to you.